The information provided herein is for training and educational purposes only and is not for solicitation. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program, brought to you by the Retirement Income Store and Matthew Johnson, owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management and author of The Capitalized Life. Are you living the life you want? Are you as prepared for retirement as you believe you should be? What are your goals for retirement and how are you going to reach them? In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. And welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Today, as always, so pleased to say that our radio show is powered by the Retirement Income Store the place that retirees go for income. Well, today I want to entitle our little episode, Extraordinary Gifts for You and for Your Family. You know, it's getting to be that season again where we're thinking about Christmas and what we're going to do. And if you're anything like me, it seems like you get all the ideas all throughout the year, but you forget to write those things down, right? And then when it comes to crunch time, and you got to be able to think about what you're going to get your spouse, what you're going to get to your kids and maybe your grandbabies and that sort of thing. Maybe you got a few easy ones in there. You know, they're really always easy to shop for. They're really laid back. But then you got a few and you're like, man, what in the world am I going to do for these people? What am I going to get? You don't want to be boring like you were last year and give them gas cards. You want to be able to think about something, you know, that's a little bit more meaningful, right? And so I want to maybe give you some really out-of-the-box ideas that you can give not only to your family, but to give to yourself. And I know that Christmas is about giving to others, right? That's the whole reason that we have Christmas. The most blessed gift that was ever given to us as human beings, and that's the gift of Jesus Christ. But what if you could do something that was extraordinary that you could give to your children that would be a legacy that would be really helpful to them, something that they would really so appreciate, something that you can't tangibly tie up in a bow. Well, let's go ahead and let's begin. One of the first things that I think we should probably explore is that of estate planning. Now, before you start rolling your eyes and before you start thinking about this, may I suggest that you just potentially listen to some of my experiences? You know, I teach at three different colleges. I teach at North Iowa Area Community College in Mason City. I teach at Iowa Lakes in Algona, and I teach at Iowa Central in Fort Dodge. And I'm pretty busy with the teaching, and I love it. It is one of the things that I really get a wonderful feeling from doing. It's my way of, you know, meeting all sorts of people like yourself, but also to give back to the communities that have been so good to me. But, you know, when it comes to teaching estate planning, it is one of the most well-attended classes that I teach, and I don't get to teach it as often as I'd like, but it is always a packed house. It is always a full classroom, and there's always people there that are from all different age groups, but technically, we're going to say from about 50 to about 75. And some of the hardest stories, the hardest conversations that I have with people are the folks that are potentially your age. 
They're in their 50s, maybe their early 60s, and their parents are still alive. And they know that their parents have never done estate planning, or if they've done estate planning, they've done it the old-fashioned way. And they're very close to the vest, and they're not telling their children anything about whether they even have a plan or if they have a plan, you know, who's going to handle what. It's like a big, giant surprise. Or these children have seen where their parents have made massive mistakes by just doing things incorrectly. Well, one of the best examples is we live in the state of Iowa. We are surrounded by some of the best dirt in the world, in my personal opinion. And we have parents out there that have farms and they have multiple children. And they just say in their will, well, I pass the farm on to the kids, undivided interest. Well, that creates a lot of strife. That creates a lot of anxiety. It creates a lot of stress. There's a lot of infighting. There's a lot of emotion that is involved when you lose a parent. But then all of a sudden, you're wanting me to share, say, a farm or farms, and you have absolutely no division. I have to share this with my siblings. Well, maybe I like them. Maybe I don't like my siblings. Maybe we get along. Maybe we don't. Who's going to run the show? What if they're not responsible? You get my point. So if you're thinking, you know, that really does make sense, or if you have questions about today's discussion, I'm going to encourage you to reach out to me. Call our office at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, we will do our best to answer them for you. Take the first step. Reach out at 866-290-3837. Again, that's 866-290-3837. So when it comes to estate planning, one of the best things that you could give to your children, to your spouse and to your children, is a well-crafted estate plan. And what is a well-crafted estate plan? Well, first and foremost, it is one that is very specific. Think about what I used earlier, an undivided interest. Well, you know, most of the time if a person has any kind of an estate plan, most of the time they're going to have a last will and testament. And I want to be Very clear on this, I am not an attorney. Maybe that's the reason I'm a little bit dogmatic. But the fact is, is that in most wills, it says, well, everything is to be divided equally between my children. Well, ladies, let me ask you, do you have multiple rings? Do you have multiple necklaces? Do you have multiple, say, earrings? Do you have more than one child? If you do, then how do you expect them to do that? Are they going to just cut the rings in half, cut the necklace in half? Are they going to share You know, one child gets the ring this month, and then you get my point, right? You see, when we just blatantly and benignly say everything to be divided equally, that is setting your family up for all sorts of stress, all sorts of anger and arguments and that sort of thing. And I know we'd all like to think that we have the perfect children, but isn't it true that human beings, personalities, can change, especially when it comes to money, especially when it comes to real estate, especially when it comes to tangible goods. I'll give you an example, and I hope you do laugh. I have a couple of sisters, not me personally, but a couple of sisters that I know of that have not spoken to each other now for over six years because of a stupid snow globe. I'm going to say that again. They haven't spoken to each other for six years over a stupid snow globe. That snow globe probably cost all of $15. 
but they haven't talked to one another for over six years because that snow globe meant so much to both of them. And mom and dad said, well, everything divided equally. Well, obviously one got it and the other one didn't, and they both wanted it. So you see, it is up to us to take our goods, to take our property, our real estate, and to be specific about who gets what. Otherwise, you tend to see all sorts of family crisis, all sorts of family emotion, all sorts of infighting. It can get really, really dirty. And so if you take it upon yourself to be very specific in an estate plan, now you eliminate most of that. The other thing that you can do for yourself, and it's not a guarantee, but it is a bit of a deterrent, is the do not contest clause. And what I mean by that is if you go to the effort of doing a good quality estate plan, you can throw in the do not contest clause that basically says, hey, if you contest this, this estate of mine, you contest this will, you contest this trust, you're going to be in a position where if you lose in the court of law, you've now lost rights and title to your share of these things. Does it prevent the person from contesting your estate? Absolutely not. Anybody can contest it. I can contest your your estate if I wish to. But the reality is, is that it is a deterrent. So let's talk about one of the basics. Most people have wills. And for the most part, wills do work. However, wills are a guarantee that you're going to go through probate most of the time. Because the probate courts are the place that proves the legitimacy of your will. Is there an alternative to the will? There absolutely is, and that would be trusts. So think, if you will, in your mind of an empty bucket, and that bucket has your name on it. It's your bucket, and it's empty. And you decide to take your house and put it into the bucket. You decide to take your farm ground. You decide to put it in the bucket. You decide to take your bank account and put it in your bucket. What's happening is that bucket is its own standalone entity. And when you pass away, because you've given everything to the bucket, now you're in a position where it's possible that you could completely avoid probate. Why is that? Because you essentially have nothing left in your estate. You don't have anything that's in your name. Your house isn't in your name. Your bank account isn't in your name. Cars aren't in your name, that sort of thing. So you can get as fancy with this as you choose to or as simple as you wish, but a trust is potentially a good alternative for that of the will. And here's the thing. If you don't have anything to probate, then are you going to have to be paying all the probating costs? And the answer is, well, not typically, no. You're going to be in a position where you could potentially avoid that whole probate process if everything is done by a competent estate planning attorney, someone who really knows their business and can advocate for you as your counsel and do the trust the correct way. Now, there's a couple of things that we need to know about the trust. Number one, it's very flexible. That means that if you decide down the road that you want to sell your house, well, no big deal. You just basically, as the trustee of your own trust, remember you created the bucket and you have control of everything that's in the bucket. You can take that house right out of that trust. You can sell that house. You can buy another house. Maybe you want to buy a ranch style. Great. Everything's on the same floor. You can put that new house in the trust. You're just basically doing an amendment. It's very, very simple, very easy, very cost-effective. Number two, you can take the things within the trust and you can get clever, you can get creative. So maybe you want to be able to give, say, $5,000 to each of your grandchildren after you've died. 
Well, you put those provisions in your trust, and now the trustee of your trust, after you've died, is responsible for seeing to it that each of your grandchildren gets $5,000. Maybe you want to support a school. Maybe you want to do grants. Maybe you want to take a child who is a spendthrift ordinarily, and you want to be able to spread money out over the course of, say, three, four, five years. You can do that effectively so that they don't get all of the money right up front. So now they're basically on a drip system, right? They're just getting a drip at a time. They're not getting the whole stream of money. So there's any number of different things. But keep in mind that the trust is a wonderful alternative to the average ordinary will, something that could allow you to be avoiding the probate. And by the way, it is completely private. So people may be able to see what you put into the trust. In other words, when you transfer your real estate into the trust, they might be able to see little sentence in the newspaper that says that you did that, but they're not going to be able to go up to the courthouse and get access to your trust and read the trust and know everything like they can public documents of, say, a will, an estate. I can pay very little money and I can get access to a person's probated estate and I can see what they have. I can see exactly where it went. That's the sort of thing that I believe is an invasion of privacy. If you have a trust, now you can avoid those sorts of things. Well, time flies. No question about that. We're coming up to our very first break. If you would like to give me a call, I'd be happy to take a few minutes out of my day to communicate with you some of the finer points that we've talked about today. Give me a call. Telephone number is 866-290-3837. Again, that number is 866-290-3837. After we come back, we're going to be talking about the last two components of an estate plan that you can do that would not only benefit your family, but will benefit you as well. So stick around. We'll be right back. Would you take your grandchildren out for ice cream and try to pay for it using your stock certificates? No, that would be ridiculous. Instead, you would use your income. So why then do so many retirees make one of the biggest financial mistakes, dipping into their savings instead of relying on income during retirement? The good news? It's completely avoidable. To learn more about the Retirement Income Store, call your local Retirement Income Specialist, Matthew Johnson of Johnson Wealth and Income Management at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. Investing in the stock market these days is like riding a roller coaster. One minute you're moving up slow and steady just the way you like it, and then all of a sudden... Your investment portfolio is in a free fall, up 800 points, down 800 points. It can be very scary. A lot of people no longer gamble with their retirement in the stock market. If you are tired of the ride and want to look at safer options or would like to learn a better way to grow your money during these times, call 866-290-3837 or visit johnsonwim.com. And welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Hope you're having a wonderful day. The second half of our program, powered by the Retirement Income Store, so happy to be on board with them. They are the place that retirees go for income. So we've been talking about how at this time of year, you know, if you're anything like me, you're stressing a little bit over what kind of gifts you can get for Christmas. And if you're just joining us, 
you know, that time of year can be kind of stressful, can it? Where we've got some of those hard to shop for types of individuals. Maybe it's our wife, maybe it's our husband, maybe it's our children. And so I wanted to just maybe take an opportunity to think outside of the box with you about some of the things that you could be doing, not only for your family, but also for yourself that would be an extraordinary gift. And it's a gift that hardly anybody thinks about. And yet at the end of the day, it is a gift. And we've been talking about on the first half about estate planning. So estate planning, in my personal opinion, it is my very last love letter to my family because it's how I show that I care for them, how I produce a legacy and how I love them. And I've actually put that into the language of my estate plan. I've basically written them a love letter. And it doesn't mean that you know, things can't change or, you know, that there can be grievances or that we can have falling outs with family members and that sort of thing. But that's the beauty of a good, well-designed estate plan. It's very flexible. So we were talking about trust, revocable trust as an alternative to the traditional type of estate planning like wills. Now, keep in mind that trusts are very, very flexible. They're like that bucket, and you can put things into the bucket, take things out of the bucket. It's your bucket. You can do anything you want with it. But people say, well, great, so I'll go get a trust. But wait a minute, not so fast. That's only one of the components of a good estate plan. There's two other components that I would ask you to think about that would be extraordinary gifts to you, your spouse, to your family. The second thing would be powers of attorney. You see, powers of attorney are very important for your family because let's say, God forbid, you had a stroke or you had a heart attack and you're a vegetable. You can't make any decisions for yourself. You can no longer conduct your own affairs. What do you do? Well, if you have powers of attorney, both medical as well as financial, now you can have someone that you have chosen to advocate for you. In other words, someone that can be your voice. While you can't speak for yourself, you can basically have someone conduct your business, whether it's medical decisions, whether it's financial decisions. When you draft powers of attorney, it's important to understand we don't live in the society anymore where, you know, things are done by handshake and verbal agreement. Not anymore. It's too bad, but it's it's true. And I remember many years ago, my mother came to me and she said, well, I did it. And, you know, of course, when you hear that coming out of your mother's mouth and she's in her 80s. You're thinking, oh boy, Alberto, what did she do? Did she get remarried? You know, what happened? And she said, no, I went down to the bank and I put your name on all my accounts. No, 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 no. Please do not do that. Hear me. Please do not do that. Immediately, I took my mom back to the bank and we made certain that my name was removed from her bank accounts. Now, she wasn't doing anything that was harmful per se. She was doing it all out of the right intentions. But the problem was is that she was doing it not realizing that by putting my name on her bank accounts, she was opening herself up for liability. You know, I do a lot of traveling and I am in a position where, you know, because I travel a lot, there could be the potential that I could have an accident, right? And what if I'm driving long and I bump, bump, and I drive over, you know, the ophthalmologist because I didn't see him and he was driving his bicycle. Do you think that his family is just going to let it go? Or do you think that they're going to sue me from here to Timbuktu, as my grandma would say? And the idea is that by having my name on her bank accounts, now we're creating a potential liability. 
That's what the power of attorney is all about. The power of attorney allows someone in your life or multiples actually to do things for you without having to have that liability. They're Your daughter's name doesn't have to be on your bank account. Your son's name doesn't have to be on your bank account in order to transact business and to do for you what needs to be done. And you say, yes, but, you know, I don't want my children having access to my bank account because they would probably take my money. Well, number one, if that's the thought, then don't ever put them down as a power of attorney. But number two, remember, the powers of attorney are limited. And what does that mean? It means that those children or that friend or that brother or that sister cannot just make themselves beneficiaries of your accounts. They can't just take random withdrawals and take the money and run. Powers of attorneys are supposed to be fiduciaries. And what is a fiduciary? Well, I'll give you for instance. So as a financial advisor, we have two different business models. We have brokers and then we have fiduciaries. Now, I'm not a broker. I'm a fiduciary. And what that means is that I'm held to a higher standard from a regulation-wise viewpoint. My responsibility is to do for my clients what is in my client's best interest, not that of the firm's. Well, that's the way it should be, right? Absolutely, I agree. However, when it comes to powers of attorney, if it's my son, my daughter, whoever, they are to act on my behalf in my best interest. They are held to that fiduciary responsibility legally. So the idea here is that if we need to be able to allow for, you know, a seamless transfer of authority and power and being able to handle your affairs, the powers of attorney are wonderful things. And make certain that when you do a power of attorney, you have a qualified attorney who's doing it the right way, where you not only have, say, your spouse as the primary power of attorney, but then you have a couple of backups, meaning you have your son say first, and then you have your daughter say second. And the reason we do that is because sometimes children are traveling, they're abroad, or maybe they've had an accident. And so as a result, if you have more than one backup, in other words, you have a backup to your backup, now if that one child or that one friend or that one sibling cannot serve or is unwilling to serve, now you've got a backup so that you don't have to have any problems there. So if you're thinking, yeah, that makes sense, or you have questions about our discussion today, I'd like you to reach out to me at 866-290-3837. My team will put together some educational materials that I know will be of value, and we'll email them to you or we'll throw them in the mail to you if you prefer. If you have questions, we will answer them. So take the first step. Reach out at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. The last part to the estate planning is going to be the advanced healthcare directive. And I've seen this save the bacon of so many different families. You know, our body is our responsibility. It's our temple. And I've personally gone through this. And I can honestly say that I do not want my children having to make the agonizing decision about my life, about my body. If my body has potentially gone into a situation where my life is hanging in the balance and They're trying to make decisions if they pull the plug or if they give me a feeding tube. Well, most of the time in medical powers of attorney, there's things called living wills. And the living will, even though it's better than nothing, is very benign. It's very generic. It basically says, if I were to develop a condition which I wasn't soon to recover from within a reasonable period of time, 
I don't want my life to be sustained. Well, let me ask you, what is a reasonable period of time? You know, one person could say, well, come on, it's been 15 minutes. Pull the plug. Let's get the show on the road. I need to get going. And another person may say, yeah, but the person's only been in a coma for three years. They, we haven't given them enough time, right? So reasonable period of time can mean lots of things to lots of people. So the Advanced Healthcare Directive, I believe, goes above and beyond because what it affords the opportunity to do is for you to be specific. No, I don't want a feeding tube. No, I do not want to be artificially respirated, so on and so forth. By doing that, you are alleviating the emotion and the stress off from your spouse and your children when it comes to that point in your life. So what's another extraordinary gift that you can give during this Christmas season? Well, one of the other things is that people tend to want to give to their grandchildren, but they don't necessarily want to do it in the means of a 529 plan for education. So may I recommend what's called the UGMA, U-G-M-A, stands for Unified or Uniform Gift to Minors Act. And basically, this is an account that you can set up. It's very easy, and you can invest the money any way you wish. You can deposit money into the UGMA accounts, and you're in a position where, guess what? You are in control and ownership of that money, basically, until they turn 18. And when they turn 18, now all of a sudden the money is theirs to use however they wish to. So just a little bit of food for thought. It's better than a 529 in many respects, especially if you know that your grandchildren already have, you know, they've got grants, they've got things that have allowed them to be able to get through school much easier. And the last one, oh boy, leveraging life insurance. So we have an opportunity here to be able to take money and to purchase life insurance. And you know, I don't consider life insurance a great investment. In fact, unless you die right away, I think it can sometimes be looked at as a very bad investment. But you can't deny the fact that life insurance allows you to leverage your dollars. So have you ever thought about, instead of buying life insurance on your life, maybe you're too old, maybe it would be too costly because you're not in great health. What if you simply purchased and paid for life insurance on your children? Now, there's some benefits on this because think about it. If you're the owner of the life insurance and you're the payer, that means that you have complete and total accessibility to the cash value of that life insurance. And if it's designed the right way and you need the cash and there's cash in it, well, now you have cash available to yourself if you want it. But if you die, well, now that life insurance policy becomes your children. And if they die, God forbid, but that's tax-free death benefit to you or to their family. So keep that in mind. And here's the last one. This is number, gosh, I've lost count, maybe four. Gift number four. And it's to encourage you to make Roth conversions. Listen, listen, listen. If you're a farmer and you have losses on your farm, why not use those losses to take pre-tax dollars from your retirement programs and convert them to tax-free dollars in a Roth? If you own a business and you have losses, why not use the tax loss that you have and move money from pre-tax retirement accounts to a Roth and get tax-free income down the road? These are dollars you're leaving on the table and you don't have to pay taxes on them. Last but not least, think about it this way. Maybe you don't have a farm, maybe you don't have a business, but you've got stocks, you've got mutual funds. Maybe those things have done fairly poorly for you. Well, maybe you just decide you're going to cut your losses. You're going to sell those dogs and now you're going to have a capital loss. Well, maybe, just maybe you can use some of those capital losses 
in order for you to do a Roth conversion. Here's the thing. There is no better income dollar in the world that I can think of than the dollar you can draw in retirement that's going to be totally tax-free. And think about it. If you invested the right way for interest and dividends, and you are taking those interest and dividend dollars and those principal dollars are still there, they're still accumulating and earning 5 6 7%, whatever it is, and that's tax-free income to you in retirement, tell me, is there anything better than that? tax-free income. So hopefully I've given you a little bit of food for thought. If you're really looking for something end of year that's an extraordinary gift, now you've got a few ideas for things that you can do, not only for your family, not only for your spouse, but also for you in general. So if some part of today's discussion really resonated with you and you have questions about today's discussion, you have questions that you want to have answered with regards to something that we discussed, I'm going to encourage you do the right thing and reach out to me at 866-290-3837. My team will put together some materials for you that I know will be of value and we'll email them to you or we'll toss them in the mail if you prefer. If you have questions, I will do my very best to spend a few moments to answer those questions for you. So take the first step. Reach out to us at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. So with that, I'm signing off. This is Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management. And remember, it's up to you to make it a great day. Thanks for listening to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. Brought to you by the Retirement Income Store. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. Or visit johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. 